0: Anyway, many people in this business I've met, they're looking for an experience. They want an experience that lasts. Yeah. They want to they feel great like all the time. And if they don't feel great, they think there's something wrong with them or the message and stuff like this. But this is not about an experience. To use it as a contrast, because it's not a state either, but we'll use the term state to show the difference, it's not of an experience, yet if entertained, it will influence all your experiences. Because the biggest influence of your experience is you. Yeah, And this is what this message is concerned with. Not adding or subtracting from a you, but finding out what you are and what you're not. And the best way you find out of what you are is by realizing what you're not. You see what you're not, and then you find out what you are instead of looking for what you are from what you're not, which is never going to work, yeah if you're busily looking for what you are from what you're not, yeah, the only thing that's going to be emphasized in all that looking is what you're not, yeah I did it i I went through a lot of stuff, you know. I fulfilled all the prerequisites of a spiritual seeker. India a couple of times, retreats there, retreats in Thailand, retreats in America, Tai Chi, everything like that. It's all great and good, but this stubbornness of your identification as a self doesn't get moved by all that activity. It's like an old Zen saying in a very old treatise called Faith Mind, by supposedly the third patriarch of Zen, where he says, you can't use activity activity to find stillness that would be activity it's a beautiful statement that can save you tons of time you can't use activity to find stillness that would be activity you see no matter how many times you try to change the numbers or the roulette table it's still gonna come out zero it's not going to avail you in a deep sense nothing yeah because the primary condition will be a false identification as the one who's doing the meditation. The one who's seeking for the truth. So, on that position, to know God, the the highest level you can get from that identification about God is, to know God is to be a knower of God. Once again, the emphasis is on you. Instead of, like Ramana Maharshi said, a great master, to know God is to be God. To know God is to be God. Yeah? So how do you know God? Find out the God that's playing in your head and see it's not you, and then you'll know God and you'll be that. Not being in the process of trying to get there or acquire some of its qualities or graft some of its nature onto this nature, but you will realize you actually right now, just as you are, because you're not, are what you're looking for. End of story. Bingo. Now, the mental perputations, the mental volatility, the emotional volatility, the physical volatility will be moved this way and that way. So people think they've had a glimpse of the truth, but then something happened or they did something and they lost it. All that is a mental shifting, like sand. Yeah. So you think you had something you didn't have, and therefore you think you lost something that you could never lose. You think you had something, and by the thinking you have something, it immediately has a possibility, which is impossible, that you can lose it. I, people, So many people have emailed me and called me, and this is one of the things. I've had the glimpse, and I've lost it. I said, well, who had the glimpse? That The one who had the glimpse is the same one who lost the glimpse, and you're neither of them. You're not what had it, and you're not what lost it. What are you left with? Exactly what's going on. And after all the comings and goings, and all the accumulation and dispersal, you realize nothing's ever really happened here. It's like tons of dances in the sky, yet not one of those dances affects the sky itself, which is the Big M mind that we are. The Big M mind cannot come and go. It's everywhere there's no coming in there's a tons of coming and going in everywhere but everywhere ain't coming and going yeah you can see all of what you're not coming and going arising and dissipating you know reaching a crescendo and then not, and then falling back into silence but what's seeing that has never moved an inch i know people who describe depression exquisitely because the clarity of mind hasn't been affected by all the depression they've ever had. There's still a clear seeing of what's ever going on. Yeah, How would they be able to describe something that's so obscure and opaque as depression so clearly, unless there was an aspect of mind that's always there, seeing it just as it is, yeah? So we come and hear this missed message. Maybe you don't like the way it's said this way, you fight someone else. But basically it comes down to you're a lion. Yeah, everyone is, you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion. All right, sounds great for some of us. So here it comes, yeah. And you think you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion, but your ears have been formatted as a sheep. Yeah? You and I have been programmed into a sense of a sheep identification. Yeah? So the only way we can hear the message that you're a lion is I can become like a lion, which isn't the message. Yeah. So you like the feeling. I'm a lion. I'm a lion. I'm a lion. But you're feeling like I oh I'm a lion, but as a sheep. The sheep goes unnoticed. Yeah, and it always pushes a puts a kibosh on the message because a lot of people like the message. I'm a lion but it gets translated into, I can become like a lion. And then time is added, and then processes are added, then paths are added, then the infrequency of what's always available at all times becomes a possibility. Then you can start believing you're out of a moment which you can never be out of any frequent moment you've ever been in. And then you start believing you're in something that you can never be in and you're trying to get out so you're trying so hard to get out of it and you're failing because you can't get out of an imaginary place you can't transcend an imaginary place there is no thing called illusion It's false evidence appearing real, in a sense. This we, uh, an acronym we use in recovery. False evidence appearing real. How could false evidence, uh, e- false evidence ever appear real? It can't, but it can appear real to you. That's the illusion. You're the only reality there is. And you're lending reality through identification as the body, as this long-lasting, separate, independent little entity yeah, we're lending reality to things through the identification as this thing. I had it. I had it when I was a kid. I had an Uncle Fred I really liked, and he used to give me money at the the family parties. Just like slipped me a dollar behind his back, and you know, and I, thought, I, I of course, he bought me off, so I liked him. So there's Uncle Fred, and Uncle Fred passed away when I was nine. And my mother t- took me to the wake, and she says, let's say goodbye to Uncle Fred, which I wasn't that excited about. And then she t- brought me up to the, the ca- casket. I looked in, I saw Uncle Fred, and I knew that wasn't Uncle Fred. Yeah? The body was there, and I was thinking the body was Uncle Fred, but when something had left the body, or wasn't driving that body, it was obvious that body ate Uncle Fred. And in hindsight, why I took Uncle Fred as a body is because I was taking this, me, as a body. Yeah. I was putting, I believe I'm a body, therefore you're a body. Yeah. But when, I, when that body was dead and it just slapped me, like in a, a rude awakening, I was just holding my mother's arm, and that ain't Uncle Fred. Yeah. It's all mistaken identity. And the mental state is moving, it's very volatile. And it's defined by a dualistic movement, yeah? So it goes close, far, connected, and disconnected. And it it translates feelings to sort of support that story. So you are close to the truth. And then somehow you usually do something or don't do something that causes you to be far from the truth. And then you believe, all right, I've got to get, get back to that truth, which you've never freaking left. And then, all right, now you're working really hard to get back to the truth. And it's like when I, you know, those at those parties where someone hides an egg in the bushes, and some adult, you know, is doing. You're hot and cold. It's like hot and cold. So there's there's the truth. And then it's a sadistic little announcer in your head saying, "You're getting warm." Yes, another retreat. A, mix it with tantric, you know, silent vegan retreat. Yes, three months. Yes, you're going to be so warm. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're cold. You did something. You had that resentment at that retreat. <laughs> you never find the egg because it's the egg looking for the eggs. It's the heads like that, doesn't it? It tells you you for some reason go to Spirit Rock, you know. Alright, so Spirit Rock. So the spiritual like mental accountant shows up. Alright, Monday night spirit rock. Ding, okay. I meditate every day. Ding 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 ding. Okay, I'm alright. Who are you buying off? Who's extorting you? Who's let who's putting all the bars up? Who's measuring every little move you've made? And whimsically using its own ruler? So, okay, you get a break, and then the next day you're punished by by the same thing. We call it in recovery, something's playing God. You wake up in the morning, you don't want to get up because your head says it's going to be just like yesterday. How the hell do you know what it's going to be like? You haven't even gotten up yet. But you assume this thing is freaking correct. And it tells you how you were, how you're going to be, how they were, how they're going to be on and on, and it's just, it's, it's like throwing darts in the dark, but we're so avidly believing it, for one reason and one reason only, it's representing itself as us. If you had your voice, your narration of this last three hours, and underneath it, every few seconds was like a news bulletin, this is Stanley's, this is Stanley's, you would fucking, you would not listen to one bit of it. But the same, the same ticket tape held as yours, you're, just, you're like a devotee to it. It's called the bondage of self. In recovery, we call it the bondage of self. Please relieve us of the bondage of self. What the hell or where is the bondage going on? It's in the thought system. The thought system talks about you all day as a body. It thinks about you all day as a body. It can't think of you any other way. When it thinks of you as a spirit, you're thinking of you as a spirit, as a body. Watch it, see it. It, Every thought is drenched in time Usually its value is not in this moment because it's using this moment to think about yesterday and tomorrow. What more blatant evidence do you need that it's not about this moment? It's using this moment to think about yesterday and tomorrow.
1: Yeah.
0: And it pictures you yesterday as a body and it's worrying about what's going to happen to you tomorrow as a body. Yeah. So if you're listening to the thoughts in one's head, you're gonna naturally assume that you're a body. Obviously. Seventy thousand a day playing, day after day after day after day. If you were surrounded by TVs and the Fonz was constantly on, happy days, (laughs) after twenty years you'd probably think you're a fuck the Fonz. You know what I mean? All you see is the Fonz all day. It's, it's all day, all night Fonz. All about Fonz. You're probably going to assume that you're it. You don't look good in a leather, but you swear you've got to have one. You know? Where else is the bondage? Is it the elbow? The it's not the body. The body is being used to facilitate the bondage of self the thought system is being used to facilitate the bondage to this idea of a self. The feelings are being used to facilitate the bondage to this idea of being a self. How do you know? Well, every time there's a feeling, isn't there a feeling that you're the feeler of them? Every time there's a thought, isn't there a feeling that it's about you or you're the thinker of it? You don't see how something, a mental process, I like to call selfing, has claimed the processes of the body and brain and is using them to reinforce this insane idea that you're a body, a long-lasting, independent, separate body that's came and is going to go. You can't trust your feelings. They've been co-opted. You can't trust thoughts. They've been co-opted. The body isn't saying a damn thing. It's being used as the reference point. One thought can ruin a day. That's how much devotion we have towards them. Yeah? The thought doesn't have any power. It's the feeling of being the thinker that gives the power to the thought. You want freedom from thought? Drop the idea of being the thinker and then you'll have freedom from thought. And you'll have freedom from thought while thoughts are occurring because they won't be held as yours anymore. This isn't about getting rid of feelings. It's about seeing the, this little movement of claiming, the selfing does, represented by the word my. Yeah. So you take a thought, and then now take a thought that has my preceding it. This is a lot heavier than this. Yeah. You can see it simply. Let's say I'm talking about money. I wish everyone in this room had tons of money, but none of my money. <laughs> no way! My money is totally different than money. <laughs> I ain't giving up any of it to you. Yeah? It was like cocaine. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, that's not gold there. <laughs> all right, so the, the medical marijuana dispensary got me going. Today. <laughs> so, this idea of my thought, it's all here. You're thinking about yesterday. You believe you're doing it, but you're not. There's just thoughts about yesterday, okay? How are you pictured in those thoughts? As a spirit, as a non-entity, or as a body? How can you be remembered? How does the thought system remember you? It remembers you as a body. And when it's concerned about what's going to happen to you in the future, it's concerned about you as a body. That's also a form of remembering, yeah? It uses future thoughts to remember the self, and it uses past thoughts to remember the self. Why does it have to remember the self so much? Because something that doesn't exist cannot have its own energy, its own light. The only way it can appear to exist is to be remembered by what is existing, which is us. Yeah? Without us believing it, it has no ability to make anyone believe anything. We're it. Yeah. We are the reality, lending ourselves, lending reality to things by being identified as a thing. So, what happens? You do meditation. Meditation is great, but maybe it's being framed that you're the meditator. It's going to diminish the effects of meditation. Maybe you're doing dance. Fantastic expression. But well, what happens all the while the dance is going on? The mental process is claiming it, and now you become a dancer. Yeah? And what happens when you get injured? Now there's a lot of grief because you thought you were a dancer, yet you're not dancing anymore. Just like with me think you're a surfer, but I haven't been in the water for a year. So am I a surfer? I'm not verbing. You sit and meditate. All the while, there's meditation going on. The mental process is actively claiming it and is going to make you a spiritual person. You're going to be sitting in the meditation hall and you won't leave until you hear the last feet leave so you can think you're the best meditator. It'll become just like a race, just like any fucking else we do in the head, yeah? There's no peace in that. And you believe meditation's going to stop that? Give me a break. The selfie can claim anything. It can claim a 5,000-year-old tradition. It can wear yoga outfits, robes, patchouli oil, loving gazes, or tattoos, leather jackets, you know, fucking motorcycles. It doesn't give a damn. It'll take care, it'll take advantage of every situation it's confronted with. Yeah. And it's stubborn. This mental process is stubborn. It can outride your meditation practice. <laughs> it will outride all your DVD watching and all your reading and all the meetings like this you come to because there will be a stubborn desire to be, to be there to get it. Yeah? It wants to write you into the story and the only way the story will really pro- produce that sense of fulfillment is when you're absent in it. Like St. Francis says, it's in self-forgetting, yes? You lose interest in the self. You forget self. How does that start? By seeing it's not you. By looking at what's producing it, what's reinforcing it, what's assuming it, what's implying it. And if you don't buy it, you're going to bleed. Not coming from outside in, you're going to bleed through the papier-mâché little facade your mental idea has produced what you all will bleed through, bleed through what you're not. The paper tiger will be seen as a paper tiger. Why is there any fear around it anymore? So you get out of self by realizing you were never in one, and you get in a moment by realizing you can never be out of it.
1: Hmm?
0: See what you're not, and you'll find out what you are. But if you try to find out what you are from what you're not, it's never going to happen. No way. All you're going to do is re emphasize what you're not. And it'll be more re emphasized because trying to look for what you are is more noble than washing dishes to some of us. So it's got even more stickum, it's more bonding to this idea of being yourself because it's noble. You give so much meaning into those spiritual actions; they're bonding you to it, this idea of a spiritual self. You're suffocating. Instead of like you know the iron chain, you got the gold chain. Instead of the rope, you got a silk noose, but you're still hanging yourself. See what you're not, and you'll find out what you are. Yeah, it's being displayed every second. No matter how far you go, you'll never get beyond you. What you are. What we're appearing to be is never going to be behind the camera. Yeah? The content is never going to know the context. Ever. Yeah? It's a great relief. Then the urban renewal project, maybe you're calling it a spiritual one or a successful economical one, whatever urban renewal project you're under, will be dismissed. Your interest and attention will be freed from that preoccupation of being a you and maybe we'll enrich your day instead of enslaving this day to yesterday and tomorrow maybe you'll just pay attention to what's happening now and enjoy the choreography (laughs) it's a possibility strong possibility people want to have an experience they want to experience their own absence (laughs) which is an impossibility you're not the reason why it's not good is because you're in it (laughs) if you become absent you'll see Things get so much shinier and rosier when you're not here. And the beautiful news is you have never been here as you've taken yourself to be. And you are all there is that's here as what you are. So the selfing. it's just a mental process it's first movement is the claim so whatever it comes in contact with and it comes in contact with things through consciousness not through its own efforts but through consciousness yes whatever it comes in contact with it will claim yeah so when there's an action there'll be an assumption that you're the actor when there's a feeling, you're the feeler. When there's seeing, you're the seer. When there's tasting, you're the taster. When there's touching, you're the toucher. When there's thinking, you're the thinker. On and on and on and on and on and on and on. So it uses what's actually happening and it bastardizes it. It interprets it to mean that every instead of seeing life is happening, you now see life is happening to you, which is a total interpretation. A total mental interpretation. Yeah. Life is happening and then life is happening to you. It's the same life and the same happening, but when it's claimed, it gets interpreted to be a pointer to you all day. Yeah? Just like this. You have a bottle, it's so simple to see. You see a bottle. I'll change what I'll change the intent of this bottle, my bottle. Now the bottle's pointing to the owner, yeah? It's being used to point to the owner. So here's a thought, just like a, bo- a bottle, but my thought. Now, every thought is reflecting this false image of being the thinker, or the object that's being thought about. Same thing with feelings. Feelings come, come and go, arise, they're all stimulation, on and on and on all day. But the mental state claims it, like watching fish in a river, and it claims each fish, and it turns the fish to point to you. Yeah, all day. So constantly you're being implied, assumed, insinuated, pointed at, and there's nothing there. The mind makes the leap and takes yourself. It makes up a caricature of what it thinks is a doer, and a thinker, and a feeler, and a haver, And it's constructed in a weird way being identified as the body because it sees the body. Yeah. So it says, "Oh, this is where the actions are issuing forth from. This is where the thoughts are issuing forth from." So either I have a body, I'm in a body, somehow I'm in, totally engaged with the body, and you're not. That wedding, wedding never happened. Yeah. You don't have to try to get a divorce from yourself. You were never wedded to it. It's just an activity. Yeah. And once it gets your interest and attention, things suddenly seem real that weren't real a second before. (laughs) And if your interest and attention gets freed, then false evidence is seen as false evidence. When the attention and interest gets captured, false evidence appears real. It's not the evidence. The evidence isn't changing from true and false. It's the reality, you and I, lending reality to that. What would happen... And that's the ability. We're given everything all the meaning it has all day. Can you imagine turning that ability over to what's actually true? So instead of making what's not so seem so-so, you know, which is what yesterday and tomorrow is, it's what's not happening. If we can make... If we can produce a product out of an ima- imaginary field, which is what's not happening, if we can produce anxiety through thought about next week, when next week has not happening, we can't touch it, taste it, feel it, or see it, yeah? then what will we do if we turn that ability, which we don't even know we have, it's just what's going on all day, turn it to what is real. Can you imagine the connection that could occur? If you're busy making things that aren't real seem so real, what could you possibly do if you turn that on to what is real? Maybe you would have a quantum leap into understanding the word serenity and comprehending peace. Maybe things that always mystified you would be as simple as a clay object. Blue is blue and red is red. I have no confusion about metaphysics. I have confusion where I left my keys, shit like that. You know what I mean? But I have no confusion of what's the purpose here. It's all been muted with no effort or thought on my part. Just a simple recognition, just the beginning, and then the download saying, Aha! Like an unspoken yes that's been reverberating for the last 15, 16 years. All it, all you, all it needs is entertaining, and you're doing that all day. Look at what you've been entertaining today. Could you imagine if you entertained that presence? You know? You walked in the room and you just sensed the presence and the presence became almost like a tangible thing, the non-thingness of what we are started becoming a tangible something for you. You would have found what you could truly rely on because it's always available at all times, right where you are. All moving towards it is actually a moving away. All adding on to it is misnaming it. It's our inherent condition beyond conditioning. It's that sound It's what hears all sounds but cannot be heard, as one Master said. It's what's seen but can't be seen. It's what's feeling but can't be felt. It's what's conceiving but can't be conceived of. It's forbidden to our mental state. It's forbidden to ignorance. It denies you entry in some place you could never leave. All the failing of all the spiritual journeys is the solution they offer. You end up right where you were to begin with. You're exhausted from all the trying and you find relief in finally dropping, falling back into what was always available at all times. This isn't about concentrating vigilance. It's about a relaxed awareness. Somehow someone who knows they're going to be taken care of isn't constantly working towards that all day. They're sort of dancing, let's say. Yeah. They're not busily trying to become free. They're expressing the freedom that they are. Even through all the limitations that this presents, as an experience... This is not a state and this is not the prior condition. This is an experiential event here. It's coming and going, bookended by space and time and when it's all over it will be like it never freaking happened because it never did happen. This is, a, this is more quality of what we call a dream than anything we can imagine. This event. This event has no meaning other than what you give it. This is one event, yet everyone has a different experience. So does the event override you, or do you override the event? And that's, based, that's the same truth on any circumstance, in any situation in your life. You have the ability to outshine it, and you also have the disability to fall under its sway. Both possibilities are available. False evidence can appear real and then scare the bejesus out of you or false evidence can be seen as false evidence. Who's the main player? Not the evidence, it's us. We always are. We are always the bottom line. We, you and I, as not you and I, are the reality. Lending itself by dreaming this place, to things. Things. I see you as different as a body, therefore separation set. What can happen in separation? Look at all the fucking things that have. Yeah? The source of love can be unloved. The mind's dreaming, it's entertaining possibilities. It's all. some of us, it's difficult to entertain a possibility you haven't heard, but now you've been served a spiritual subpoena. The mind has heard it. And you have the ability to entertain the possibility. And see where it lands you. See where it takes you. To me, it's a very economical, paring down, streamlining, uh, exfoliating event. It's sort of like... Yeah. It's just... <laughs> Every time you want to slap a conceptual skin, it just fucking washes it off. Not for any intention, but that's what water does in a sense. That's what this grace and energy does. Anytime you take a position, that little sand foundation you had underneath you gets washed away. You, just, you always are falling in the uncertainty of what's going on. And then after you stop grasping, You realize what you were calling hands were wings and you start flying in the unknown, in a sort of sense. But with great certainty. That's the trip. The trip, true security doesn't come from the known. Great certainty comes from the unknown. That's the greatest security, is in the insecurity of not knowing. That's the most substantial convincing. Is in something you've never seen, tasted, felt, Saw, thought about. <laughs> That's it. Boom. It just totally goes against the mental logic of the self. It totally goes against it. Thank God. If it could fit into that, it could never be what we ho- were hoping it for it to be. If it could be understood by this, we'd be in a whole lot of trouble seeking it. <laughs> <laughs> Then we'd be in the school, it may take lifetimes. <laughs> First you have to purify. Who's going to tell you when you're pure? Your head, eh? <laughs> All right, you have, you've washed enough. Oh no, you haven't. You missed that spot. Yeah. <laughs> You're always going to be the final authority. I don't care if the greatest master, and usually the one, the masters we love are all dead all the time. It's easy then. It's easy to follow a dead master. But let's say your master of all time shows up and tells you, hey, Paul, you need to do nothing. You never needed to do anything. You don't need to do anything now, and you'll never need to do anything in the future. And you probably receive it like this. And as soon as he, he or she left, five minutes later, you would be doing something. So I've med- got to meditate on what the Master says. You know what I mean? It would immediately, the pattern, the, the, that, that mechanism would immediately kick in. Like, who? like doing and having, doing and having, doing and having. If I do and have the right thing, I can enter a state of being. All you can enter is another mental state that's been made up. You don't have to... Hours doesn't mean a damn thing to this message. The more hours does not mean a damn thing. It's More is not better at all times. This is a simple invitation. It can be repeated a lot, but it's a simple invitation. Yeah, simple message. Boom, boom, boom. And just like what happens to us with repetition, we're in the mess we're in based on repetition. The selfing is, a, is a, re, a repetition master. You're a loser, you're a loser, you're a loser, you're a loser. You're never going to get what you want. On and on and on and on and on and go. We're just using the poison as an antidote. We have two meetings a week, and once a month we have this meeting, and we keep showing up, and people think, when are you going to do something new? <laughs> Some people come back eight years later. Hey, what's happened? The same old, same old. (laughs) I mean, there's no point to go anywhere else unless this is clear. If this isn't clear, then the fundamentals of the selfing will be building the house, be it spiritual, family, any house you think. No house is immune to it. It will claim it, and you'll be the resident of that house, and that house is going to cost you a pretty penny, and inevitably fall on your fucking head. It has to, or it wouldn't. There wouldn't be love here if you could if you could fool yourself for that long. If there wouldn't be love, yeah. So some people here I know, they haven't ever been here. So just let's, just focus in on the thoughts that are being noticed in one's head. And just throw in this idea that there may be another thought preceding all the thoughts, and that thought is my, yeah? And that thought implies, or assumes, or actually declares that the thought is yours, It's either by it's about you or you're the thinker of it. That's the bondage of self, is in the mind, not in the thought. The thoughts are being used, but the bondage isn't coming from the thoughts, it's coming from the mental process. So it uses the thoughts by claiming them, and now they're my thoughts, and those my thoughts seem to have much more sway over you than, let's say, someone else's thoughts. And the only difference between the thoughts is ownership. They're Sue's thoughts. I could give a shit, really. (laughs) You know what I mean? What Sue can be in a terrible condition based on what's not happening. And it shows no effects on me. She could be sitting right next to me. I'm totally immune. But the same thoughts that are producing that effect there, same thoughts, if they were playing in my head, held as mine, they could probably produce a similar effect. How could you say it's the thoughts? It's the hero of the thoughts. Very easy to change the hearer, the seer, the feeler, the taster, and toucher. It's going to be very difficult to change all you see, all you hear, all you think, all you feel, all you taste, and all you touch. It's going to be a lifetime's work. But it's very easy just to see the nub, the little root that gives off this incredible drive to this multi-layered bush that grows. Yeah, just go there. See, am I the thinker of the thoughts? Am I the feeler of these feelings? It's not negating the feelings, not negating the thoughts. Everything can be exactly as it seems to be. We're just questioning, who's it happening to? Or who's the doer of it? And if you find out that it's not you, yeah, even just incrementally, you'll start traveling later with all the activities that you were traveling heavy with. You'll start traveling later. You don't have to get rid of the thoughts. They're not yours to deal with. I've seen it. I've, I've enjoyed it. Over 14, 15 years, I remember the track record I had before, and the last a long time now, I travel the lighter over whatever geography this action figure destiny had here on the experiential realm. You're not going to ex- escape from the experiential realm as long as the body's here. Yeah? So that's where you need the travel lighter. You don't need the travel lighter in big M mind. It's, it's the source of all light. Where you need the where value where the truth has value is where it doesn't where it can seem not to be. The truth has no value in itself. It's where it can seemingly be absent. It's incredibly valuable to realize what you're not. Yeah. By seeing what you're not, You'll find out what you are and then how you are traveling will change as what you're not and you'll travel lighter. And then the mind can start really resting because it won't be in so much conflict trying to change everything and manage everything and argue with every freaking thing. The mind gets disengaged from the experiential level. Where is it going to go? Find out. They can go to some beautiful, beautiful states, non places, things like that, where it truly finds rest. Yeah, the clarity gets like pristine,ly pristine,ly Tibetan bell ringing clear. no more questions any questions <laughs> <laughs> no more questions this is what I like yeah. if you feel like you're jiff because we're stopping early well that's on you <laughs> I really don't like beating a dead horse you know I have faith in mind and I have faith the ability is right where everyone's sitting to sort of quote and unquote get this because there's no getting it that's the insurance to the possibility of losing it if you don't get it you can't lose it Yeah. I have faith in mind this is how I happened with me I heard it at a meeting sort of like this I, the person was much nicer than I was who was giving it though You know, she had the loving gaze and stuff But uh, (laughs) I couldn't even understand what she was saying, and it didn't matter. I sensed something, and it was like an unspoken yes, and then that unspoken yes just took off. I went to India, saw a couple people, read some books, and then it got to a point where there's no need to read books or anything, and actually it's better for me not to. I don't need to acquire any spiritual knowledge. I'm a better bakery, you know, as a dispenser of this much better if I'm very mundanely oriented. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Because the muffins come out fresh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't
0: stolen any ingredients from tree someone else. I don't listen to any of them. <laughs> and I don't care to listen to them. <laughs> and I'm not missing out on anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs>
0: have a seat assignment, you're in it right now. Yeah. Every one of us has a seat assignment as an action figure. Yeah. And there's always musical chairs goes on. So any seat you're on, even though it's rather long, it, there's no engraved name that it's your seat. Yeah, The music can stop, go up every time. You'll get up, you'll walk, and maybe you'll step, stop right in front of the same seat again. Maybe you won't. Yeah? You're an action figure. You're being moved around here. <laughs> and you're not the choreographer. And there is no choreographer. There's just choreography. All there is is verbing, man. There is no noun to be found. All there is is verbing. All there is is verbing. Everything is verbing. The mental state is verbing, yet it's claiming to be a noun, or having a noun, or there are nouns. That's the interpretation. Life is just verbing. Yeah. So... All right, what can I sell you, folks? <coughs> I have books. Mm. Paul Hederman. Escape to Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, pass the basket, right? Mm-hmm. Do we have a basket here? Well, Want to pass that? We have a plate. I'll take That'd the plates. Right. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sense it now, eh? Ooh. It's tasty.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Very tasty. See? <laughs> 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 Yes if anyone's interested in any books I have they're $15 they're like uh transcripts of early talks just like a riff you can go to any page and there's something there it's not there's no there's no linear progression
1: hmm? <coughs> <laughs> oh yes, <yeah. laughs> you read one of these
0: <laughs> There will be a sense of ocean while there is the appearance of a wave. They are not exclusive Not bad, eh <laughs> Someone liked it. What do you need to do about it? Absolutely nothing. Just become awake to it. It's just really, it's just getting disarmed in a sense of all your little mechanisms. Putting down the grasping, noticing what's obvious. It's consciousness seeing. Because the mind says I am seeing, that doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> just a mental process claiming the seeing. The little mind can claim the big mind. The big mind is just seeing. Always available at all times, no matter how much clinging, how much claiming you do. The one moment it's entertained not to be you, it all stops. How could you not want that? 90 more pages of that. (laughs) Just a nugget in each little sentence. (laughs) You want to uh, say a prayer? We like to do an AA tradition. Yes two stalwarts yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's the foundation of our cult <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but you're, you're in the cult aren't you? Yeah. Right, the wee version of the serenity prayer God, yeah. God. grant us the serenity, serenity to accept that the that things we cannot that change, that change, that change that courage to change, that change that things we can and, and can no the
1: wisdom to know the difference, difference coming back, back. It, it works as you work, work it we can Yes. Well,